Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them end. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Star Wars podcast. I'm here with my man, Matt. What up, Matt? What up, Jim? What up? And we have Dark Droids. Dark droids. And the worst part of this is we just do the main books, every book tying into dark droids. How can I want out already? I'm just (laughs) trying to get involved in this thing. And you end up having a Darth Vader we'll be talking about from last week and then Dr. Afra that came out this week. And my overall sentiment is I, I just don't care already. It's just an odd deal as we see. You know, droids, random droids being taken over by the Scourge and Mm -hmm. maybe kill people and maybe not. Now, in this Darth Vader, we're going to start with by Greg Pak, art by Raphael Anenko, Federico Bleon, colors and letters by VCs Joe Carmagna, and I will tell you, it's Star Wars Darth Vader number 37. It does, you know, have to do with Darth Vader, but it really just is a lot of, you know, nonsense info, nonsense stuff just to get Darth on the executor mm-hmm. so that you can end up maybe having him killed. It's it's that whole play with the deal and and at this point you end up having Masameta. Masameta. Grand Vizier. Uh, yeah. He wants Vader dead. And he's <laughs> gonna try to get him on the So executor. did the other one Sly or whatever her name was. That's that, a, that Sly Moore is and yeah, that's Sly the Moore. problem is I almost said that's what threw me off. I, I mean, actually I hate Sly Moore. I actually prefer Sly more to Masameta. Yeah, I mean, they're cohorts. They work together. I mean, so it's I the think same Sly thing. Moore has a, a cooler name. Yeah. And actually is kind of a little sassy. I, mm-hmm. I like uh, you have Masameta who seems to be like this. Hey, look at me. I'm, but he always seems a little afraid of Vader anyway, which I would be as well. But all in all, the big play of it is, hey, uh, has Vader kind of got a hold of his force powers yet? Well, kind of. All right, send him the executor so we can blow him up because you end up having the scourge take over the executor and they end up where everybody's dead except Admiral Piet and a bunch of others. We know he won't die. So obviously Darth Vader going there to save the day will save them at least a little. I don't know how many. It might just be Piet, but we'll see how that goes. I guess I have to read the crawl. These things hold like what was it, like fifty thousand people or something oh, on yeah, them, and so that the, the scourge. Yet they go and when they get amongst the rebels, and everything's cool. They're gonna they're gonna sit and <laughs> Don't watch. Don't touch them. All right, we'll we'll end up. Let's do a little bit of intel uh, <laughs> with that, and and that's the problem with this. And we said it from the very beginning: the idea that these robots are just gonna just destroy everyone in their path. We know that they can't do that. You can't end up killing. Most of the or all of the named rebels that we have. So having that, I wish that there was a play that somehow, I mean, maybe even play it off in that no space deal. Somehow the the, the whole dark droids couldn't affect, you know, them and like C-3PO and all of them. But mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. Curse of the Jedi, Scourge of the Droids. After the Mata Cage caused Darth Vader's control of the Force to waver, he tracked down Dr. Cheliafra to help him retrieve the ancient Zally shield. I mean, just the idea of me saying this. <laughs> a weapon made of kyberite 
That can help force users focus their energy. Darth Vader utilized his shield to take on the droid uprising that launched an attack on the Sith Lord while his powers were not fully in control, which we said all along was the most ridiculous. They may not have been in control of them, but they were super they were powerful. Over super yeah. powered. And the worst thing is. And they seem to Darth, still be. Darth doesn't care about really. I mean, he does care about being in control. But it's not like if you have 10 guys coming at Darth that he really needs to have the precision to take out one. He's taking them all out. So Mm -hmm. the idea that this power was like the solar flare type deal that just ended up killing everybody in a two-mile radius, he didn't care. He just did it. So the idea to me, they played off, and it was weird. If you're going to play a Darth Vader that is vulnerable, why not just say that somehow the Fermata Cage seemed to leave him powerless? Yeah, that would have been better. That way he had to use his his, uh, lightsaber without the force and all that. He'd have to use everything and and still might be kick-ass, but without the force, he would end up really having some problems. But having this idea of, oh, my God, did you hear? Darth Vader, he's vulnerable. Oh, you mean he doesn't have any powers? Oh, no, no, I mean he has powers that are infinitely more powerful, but, but he can't control them. I'm like, screw you. I'm off. I'm not, I'm not getting near him. Yeah, that sounds it's horrible. It's dangerous to be anywhere in any sort of way near him that way <laughs> because he doesn't care and he's pissed and he's mad. And oh, my goodness. As Vader slowly regained his command of the force, he turned the tide in the battle with the droid uprising, directing Ochi and Zed to retrieve the scraps of fallen droids and enlist them to serve his dark purposes. So the big play here is, and it does seem like the droids that have been kind of manufactured and changed around by Darth and his whole deal that they might be, you know, vulnerable, invulnerable. They're, they don't seem to be getting as affected with what is going on with the Scourge and the Spark Eternal. But we start out here, the executor, and, and we've seen this. The, the problem is, is when you go through this, you start off with like five pages that we've seen already. It's that one little droid starts this, it gets going, people are yelling and screaming. And everybody's dead. That's what happens. It happened already in Dark Droids 1. So we get that. And it's a cool scene when you see the lights going out. I guess they just don't care for lights. They just keep turning them off. Is that what that was? The lights going out? I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, the lights are all going out because they're (laughs) powering down everything. Okay. And so they end up where they have Trap yet and everybody of the the main bridge. the control tower. They're they're holding up there. And they say, oh... Look at him. He's going to try to get a hold of help and whatnot. But the droids themselves are already like, good, because then we'll get the everybody, even these dark droids, everybody wants Vader. Everybody wants to take him down. Well, he's on Mustafar, still trying to figure out his powers. He ends up throwing that. This whole thing with the shield and the staff. Yeah, why does he throw it down? And then he picks it up again. If you're going to do this, then do it. But now we're just like, eh, he's kind of got back some of his powers. But he still ends up going around with the staff and the shield. I think that that's more of a visual thing that somebody thought looked cool. doesn't really play out well. And yeah. Again, he has these superpowers, and now he has the shield. He ends up having the staff. But It'd be a cool action figure if they ever do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. And like I said, as a visual, I think it's neat, but it's, it's not doing anything. <laughs> He's there on Mustafar just trying to get his groove back. Yep. It's like Stella. He's trying to get that back, and, you know, there's the droids all around. You even have where Greg Pak decides he's got to mix in some humor here with the droids, and I think that didn't play out that well. I think that we're already seeing that there's not much of a story going on, especially for these tie-ins, so you have to have filler. 
And these droids are pr- pretty talky too, man. They, they're saying some stuff you wouldn't think a droid would say, like some existential stuff. They're like working routines yeah, here. <laughs> I mean, at one point you have things yelling like, oh man, maybe he should learn something else. It, yeah, it's like, like you get what they're trying to do. Remember your Jedi training. It's like, how would you know that? And he's like, and also he's like, you know, screw that. The only thing there's <laughs> the connection because that droid ended up being the droid of a Jedi that Darth Vader okay, ended yeah, up killing. Right. And that's why he ends up saying, you know, but again, the line's just there to say that. Again, I think that maybe what they're playing in is the idea that here's Darth Vader and you have to have kind of a R2D2 C3PO thing going on. You have a comedy routine. It's, you know, it's like Martin and Lewis hanging mm-hmm. out with Darth Vader. The one's like, oh man, I can't take this anymore. Like, please. But that's when they get the word and you end up where uh, Masamita does call. And says, hey, what's up with your powers? You good? Because we have some problems. The executor has been taken over. We're not really sure what's going on, but we need you to go there. This is an imperial decree. You have to go. And you do have Vader just throwing it out there to Masamita. Hey, uh, you, you hear from those death droids you sent to get me, those assassins? <laughs> no, actually, I, I like that he's like, well, actually, I haven't. I haven't heard anything from, yeah, it's because they're on my team now. I, I just imagine Masamita's like, nah, nah, nah. like he's oh pulling on his collar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird, the, the whole tone of this. But hey, we're having a little bit of fun. So <laughs> then they're all going to go off to the executor. And when they do get there, it's like, okay, everybody's been killed. There's only a couple left. Oh, my God. Why are there TIE fighters coming out? And then we get this little deal with these astromechs <laughs> flying the TIE fighters. They're not so good. I like that they end up, yeah, their aim's pretty bad. It's weird seeing them inside that, isn't it? The TIE Fighter, they're always outside the, the X-Wing. And do you see how they have to make it so that it's like they're hot-rodding it? Like they're, yeah. they're hot-wiring the whole hot deal? Wire. <laughs> they're pimping their TIE Fighters. You end up where they're coming out. But again, why? Why do you have to have that? First off, I will mention that maybe the play here is, is a little bit of a, a wink-wink, maybe. But the thing is, we already heard the droids say that they kind of want Darth Vader there. It seemed like there are target it might be somebody else, but it, it, this is their plan. Why try to stop it? And yeah. maybe they threw those, you know, astromechs in there. Hey, we have to cause a little diversion, but also make it seem like we don't want you here. But Darth Vader's going to go there anyway. It's just weird. Again, this seems like the filler of things when you end up. Seeing, mm-hmm, like you said, I giggled when I saw that astromech there. I'm like, oh, look at him. Look at him <laughs> flying. It's like his best day ever. And he gets blown up. He finally mm-hmm. gets to fly a TIE fighter and he gets blown up. And Darth Vader just crashes in. And again, on the bridge, Admiral Piet, he's have, they're having problems. The, the droids are about to break through. And so Vader goes in and pretty much this whole issue then goes with, hey, Darth, we got to the control room and there is a kill switch for all the droids on the ship. Number one, I don't know that that would work anymore. They are taken over. In Afro, we're going to find out these damn droids don't even need power cells. They can just go with the spark of turtle scourge. So I'm not going to tell you that this off switch is going to do anything, but we take a lot of time to do nothing because yep. Darth goes to it. And this is just this opportunity in a weird way of connecting this. Oh, there's Darth. He remembers his Jedi training. There's where it's a little off of what he might know or not know. But the idea, like, he's thinking back at his training that he doesn't want to think about, but he does. And maybe he can figure out how to do this off switch. 
and he just thinks about Qui-Gon and, you know. Yeah, he thinks about it and he's supposed to be happy, but he's like actually mad and just, just blows up. He doesn't care. I love the idea. It's like, okay, well, this kill switch, it's not working. Can you Can you figure out how to do it? So he thinks back at Qui-Gon saying, hey, I'm not going to be able to be your, you know, mentor. I'm not going to be able to train you. And then he thinks back at Obi-Wan and him sparring and then him leaving him to die. Like, what is this doing? If anything, remember back when you made C-3PO or maybe when you were doing little things on your pod racer. Like, this is something that you're trying to do to figure out how to stop these drugs. So then he just decides, nope. I'm going to destroy them all. I'll just do it hand to hand. I'm going to do it the old fashioned way. And he attacks them all. He kills that droid half too. Of his droids that yeah. just blow up. But like we were talking about, I even said, oh man, they're done. But they do mention earlier, it's great to be destroyed by Darth Vader because then you get put back together and then you have new purpose and all that. I'm like, yeah, there was not much going on here. Not much <laughs> going on at all. Uh, Darth ends up, you know, being a little kick ass when you do see him blasting that that blast from the shield it's okay it would have been better if it was a full page spread of him doing it at that point but you just have him just destroying a bunch of droids as you have masamita say hey it looks like we don't have any word from the ship like he's it's like three seconds after darth vader's there and he's like yep doesn't look like he's going to be able to do it we have to stop this scourge let's blow up the executor we now have a bunch which they seem to just arrive a bunch of, you know, Imperial Starship. They're going to end up blowing up the executor. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, they I have look a so feeling, much smaller. It's a scale. I don't know. Maybe I have a feeling when you do this and that ship is huge, right? And yeah. so it's there. But again, is it a good possibility that there are maybe droids on these other ships and maybe they've been taken over and right before they're going to destroy the executor? All their power goes out. It's a possibility, but I I can't swallow the fact that everybody, all the humans will be dead on all these ships, which that would just be so many people dead. I think they're playing with with the idea. You can't kill anybody in in the Rebels because there's so few of them that most of them we know and we know they go on. (laughs) The Imperials, there's there's a trillion to gazillion of them. They're just fodder. It's just like it's on a grand scale of just killing Stormtrooper after Stormtrooper, you you just end up doing it. But what they might end up, it's it's a weird play. Like, is this the play where Charles Sewell, because he's kind of the architect of all this, he's gotten in his mind that the Return of the Jedi was bullshit, right? The idea that, man, these little bit of, like, he's weaning down the numbers of the Imperials to make it seem like now they're on the run. Oh, my God, they're so vulnerable now. Maybe this is why they're doing this, that, and the other thing, but it's not working with me so far. So far, it's just, I, I just don't really care that much about these droids and what they, I, it just doesn't seem like a, a story that has enough legs to get to next year. It's going to end at the end of this year. I don't know. When I see that last page, I'm like, there are a lot of books we're going to have to go through. Uh, I hope it picks <laughs> up, but what would you give this issue? I, I'd give it a 6.5, and that's mainly for the for the art. The art's good. I'm yeah, going to give I mean, it a six. Yeah, I mean, you get some Darth Vader moments. The, while, while I yelled about it, it is an odd like change of tone, but some of the droids are actually pretty funny. The thing that it didn't have is, is Ochi, which we need more of. So. Yeah, he was mentioned in the crawl, but then didn't show up in here. Yeah, it didn't show. He went and grabbed those droids, but then he's MIA, so we'll have to see what's going on with him. But we'll move on to the next book. It's, it's Afra. 
Star Wars Doc Gaffer number 35, Mad Methods, written by Alyssa Long, art by Minkyu Young, colors by Rachel Rosenberg, letters by VCs Joe Kermania. And here is not a crawl, but a description. Dominant Tag is the head of the Tag Corporation, one of the largest companies in the galaxy, which has had a hand in everything from few food distribution to mining and even weapons development and droid production. I want to stop there again because I, does anybody care that the Tag <laughs> Corporation was big on food distribution? This is where, again, when you get to a point between these movies that you start to have to mention this stuff, we got to get to Return of the Jedi. We, I'm not here to go Star Wars that I want to know about the Tag Corporation or even yeah, Dominant Tag. Yeah, you're right. At, you're at right. Why point, mention right? that? Yeah. At this point, Dominant Tag is such an afterthought for me, at least. She was the big bad at one point after us doing jobs for her, but it's time to move on from her. To have her just staying around makes everything just feel stale. And I like Just Lucky, but it's like the gang's all here, and we end up just doing generic afro stuff and people did applaud this issue because you have the sexy time i don't mind the sexy time i don't like seeing it in the comic itself (laughs) i think that that goes against kind of the star wars deal but to me the sexy time again is just generic basic afro look at afro she's having sex with all these people and she doesn't care and oh my god there's just lucky and It's not what I need. It's not doing anything. We need to get to Return of the Jedi. First, it comes for the metal. Then it comes for us, is what I think with these I don't like that tagline either. (laughs) It's annoying. I know. Did it come for the metal? First, it comes for the metal. It'd be funny. It's like all it needs is that unreleased Judas Priest album. Yeah. I don't see Iron Maiden on here. It's going around and trying to find Bruce Dickinson. (laughs) That's all. He'll end up showing up. and he'll Dancing gear. Oh, my goodness gracious. There's a bunch of that'd be hilarious if all of a sudden we did have like the metal squad and we had all these guys there. Now, that'd be fun. Like metal. Ozzy and Dio. Ozzy would be there. Dio. definitely. (laughs) And Dio. Dio, since unfortunately he has passed, he would be like ghost Dio, like (laughs) like Obi-Wan. He would end up sending places. This would really work out. I, I think that this would be one of the best things. And and really. If Glenn Danzing is, is, isn't on it, he then you're done. He yeah. has to be on it. And get some, what's his name? That one Ian uh, from Anthrax. He, oh, yeah, Ian. Yep. Yeah, he did all guy. these guys. Yeah, he yep. did all these guys. But here we go. See, that's fun. Now we're taking <laughs> too much time. We start on Nar Shaddaa where we get a deal gone wrong. At first, what I thought was it was Greedo, but it's not. It obviously can't be. It's Greedo's cousin. Like, it's Greedo's cousin that looks like she is in for some troubles here, right? I say mm-hmm. she because it looks like a fancy hairdo. But you end up where this droid was stolen out, just out of the blue. Oh, my God, this was an old Tag Corporation droid. I didn't even get what was going on. I thought that the art was a bit confusing at first. But this, you know, death droid comes to life. This was something that was going to be used in the Clone Wars but was shut down. And you end up having it just blast everybody. The big play here is is that it does not have a power cell. How could it have been repowered? Mm-hmm. The parts end up getting back to the uh, Acquisitor. I, these ships are starting to sound alike, and it's the Tag Company's flagship that we've had. But it's Dominant Tag, and Lappin Tag is there. Uh, he's tagging along, if, if you will. <laughs> and you end up where they're looking at this droid, and Dominus says, Oh, I, I know this. This is a droid I designed. And this is my big play, and that's why I mentioned it earlier. We go off 
to see the flashback origin of Domina becoming this, you know, technical deal. Oh, she's the, I didn't need this. I yeah, she's an artist. I, she's an engineer. She's there, and as her brothers are fighting around her, she's designing these droids that could be used in the Clone Wars. And unfortunately, the best part of it is they they were not accepted. Like the yeah, whole player, they don't her, get the contract. Yeah, her mom and dad are there. <laughs> oh, explain this and make sure you give us all the marketing and how much the manufacturing costs and whatnot. And she's like, well, this first thing, element, blah blah blah. And I'm thinking the idea of like. This didn't work out for you and and really looked like it probably cost your family a lot of money. And they still built the droids because there's boxes of them. Yeah, they were going through R&D to the point where there's a ton of these droids just sitting there. It's like somebody who right now I get the great idea. You know what we should do? We should start making pagers. All of a sudden we have (laughs) warehouses of pagers that we can't use. So, yeah, she she pretty much cost her family a lot of money. And these things just got stored away. Without power cells, I would think at this point, though, with what was going on, you do have an army of deadly power droid deal. Like maybe you could have come up with a way to use them yourself as Domina Tag, as she's taking, you know, you might have been able to make this droid army, but it's just there. This is the thing that Alyssa Wong's just setting up this generic droid army that just happens to be sitting in a warehouse and that, not just one warehouse two warehouses yeah and can There's be activated without power cells so yeah the big play is she's trying to figure this out and she decides okay afra this is your next mission i'm going to give you this power you know info stick here you go you're going to go and go to this warehouse to check out i want you to see if all the droids maybe this is just a fluke it just happened to this one but we have to make sure in the storage that it isn't a fluke. And she ends up where Afra's like, screw that. I'm not going there. It, you'll get danger pay. I'm, I'm in. in. That's all you need. You know, you pay her off. Then you go and where now, they're walking you down begin. the hall, right? <laughs> and, and luckily, Lappin gets sent away. You know, little boy. Like, hey, Lappin, you go and make yourself useful. Hey, come in my room with me, Afra. All of a sudden, the door's shut. And it's like, this isn't your office. <laughs> I'm, yeah, this isn't your office. All of a sudden, I thought a disco ball was going to come down. You start, you know, all this music going, you have Barry White playing. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, you have Dominus like, we're going to make sweet love right now. And that's part of our deal. And it's not a relationship. I just want action. How about it? And All right. And they have sex. Throws her on the bed. Yeah, they have sex. Then you have the <laughs> deal where Afro wakes up the next morning. Oh, my, you're up already. I wanted Domino to say, yeah, I'm not a lazy butt like you. Yeah, it's one thirty in the afternoon. What are you doing? Yeah, I actually run like one of the biggest things in the entire <laughs> universe. Like, I don't sleep in with you. Well, didn't it? Wasn't it weird that she was sitting at a desk right next to naked <laughs> yeah. Afra in the bed? Yeah, yeah just sitting there. Go oh, to your God. office, lady. Yeah, that's Do the it. thing. It's not her office. Well, she no. brought her her you know laptop in. I don't know why <laughs> she's there. She should have been off doing stuff. Yeah, but she ends up where. Okay, we're going to do this, and why don't you get going now? I like that Afra's clothes are just laying there. Those clothes must stink. Yeah, she never washes those. outfit, right? And I'll I'll mention that again, because then they're going to go off. All right, I'm going to go off and try to find if anything's up with these droids. Comes out of Domina Tag's room, just Lucky's waiting, says, oh, you're knocking boots with the boss? That's not a good idea, and anybody who has sex with a Tag, they have a mark on them. Oh, my goodness. And Afra's like, eh, shut your mouth. And they get in the ship, (laughs) 
they have a job to do, a job they're getting a lot of money for, and a job that's very dangerous. But I guess at this point, because you do end up, and most people will have at least gotten a little upset, that sauna kind of gets pushed aside here. So you you have the idea Afra wants to drink off that night with Domina. But instead, they go to this club on Galator 3 to get laid again. Mm-hmm. It's like five pages, and we have two sex scenes in, in this book. At least just Lucky's like, no, 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 I, I can't do this. Me yeah, and Ariel, Ariel we're, yeah. we're serious. What are you trying to do? Ah, what's that mean? And she even says, we're just drink now and, and start your rebound already. People really, and I know that this could be, you know, that's that's Afra being Afra. One of the reviews even said, I don't know. At this point, I wish Afra would kind of learn more and, and maybe do the Have job. Have you seen and, her like getting I mean? super drunk like this and just getting not laid? Recently. Like, I don't, I think that again, recently. but when we talk about it, we said, what are you, what are we doing with the dark? We have this droid that ends up powering up, but there's not much of a story to, to be had here. So we have to fill the space. So it's the, okay, let me get back to basic Afra. Let me get back to, you know, pretty much what you would read in a wiki. She ends up having sex with people. She does this. She, and that's all you get. And and some people liked it as a reminder. Oh, yeah, Alyssa Wong gets it. I just think Alyssa Wong has no story to tell because this dark droids is not that interesting. What are you going to do? But in all of the books, I think that Afra and Bounty Hunter should be the ones that would have the best because Afra has a big, big history with droids. So that's her thing. And you end up having Valance, who's this damn cyborg, in the Bounty Hunter and see if he gets affected. I think that those should be the ones that might be able to, you know, hook into this. But I, me and you, I was reading a review and the reviewer was saying that they really gave Alyssa Wong a lot of credit because she was able to get away from the shackles of this event, <laughs> the, the shackles of the first issue of the tie. The first tie-in, yeah. This isn't like we're in November. This isn't like we're, oh, man, there hasn't been anything going on. you got to start off strong here, and you're kind of going basic. But I do like Afrin just lucky together. They, they end up, the problem was, is that while the dance and, and the drinking went on, because when Just Lucky says, I'm out of here, you know, I'm not, Afra's just like, good, more drinks for me. She's du- not even double fisting. Triple. She's double pouring into her mouth. Double fisting. Yeah, double yeah. pouring. Yeah. I'm like, what? I- I'm surprised that when we don't go back, she doesn't have one of those helmets with the beers on it and the straws <laughs> going in her mouth, <laughs> dancing it up. She's doing tag stands. She ends up meeting somebody else and they're like, oh, you want to get out of here? And you end up at one point. Drunk Afra's like, you You got glitter on your face, Sana. And what do you, well, my name's not Sana. Who's Sana? Who's Never Sana? mind. And they start making out. <laughs> now, again, I will point out the outfit because they're in what they really play up. This is like, you know, Studio 54 back in the day. This is the big club. This is the place where all the rich kids go to spend their parents' money. She says it and they hook up. Everybody's a mark, all that. And she's dressed in her, I, I have to, they're scuzzy outfits. Why would anybody, can, it, it's like she's wearing clothes she wears every single day for the past 10 years mm-hmm. in this fancy club. But then uh, At least she took it. her uh, hat off or whatever that thing is. Yeah, Aviator yeah that's hat. true. A- after a bit, I mean, it, it takes the idea where just Lucky leaves, she takes those drinks, then she must have taken it <laughs> off. Because she had it on at the beginning. She did. And she's, she's going in, it's like a, if you ended up seeing the movie Kingpin, 
uh, yep. with Woody Harrelson when he walks into the bowling alley and he's grabbing other people's pizzas and eating them and stuff. She is just grabbing drinks out of people's hands. <laughs> what is she mm-hmm. doing? Ah, but she ends up where she goes home and has sex with this or goes to a hotel, has sex with this girl, and she ends up stealing the info stick and they're going to take the, you know, they say this is our lucky day. We're going to end up going. We'll do this job. I don't know how this works out when you go back to Domino Tag and say, hey, I completed this deal where Alfra should right away say this jerk stole this from me. But you end up where they take Chase. They end up going down into this warehouse. The only thing that this is set up is so that these droids can kill somebody before Afrin just lucky go. Because now you can maybe take them by surprise a bit because that's what it looks like happened. The ones that are dead are the, the, the girl that hooked up with her, right? Yeah, the girl and her yeah. crew went in. They actually went. And also, this play was, oh, man, they had the info stick that had all the security codes to get into this fortress of a warehouse. And it's on, you know, Havel Prime. It's this ice planet. And when they go in, like, that's a big thing. But they close the door behind them. So they end up after just says, oh, I, I can hack this. So it really throws out any sort of, you know, stakes or any you don't need sort the stick. of weight. Yeah. You, you really, and they knew exactly where to go. Like anything that that stick would have done or told them, they didn't need it. But so the, they just end up following them there. Yeah. How they know where to go. And also the people that the girl that stole the stick. Just immediately went to this warehouse to just yeah, go in there. Yeah, seems just, like they just like I, I guess I, just to see what it was. The weird Alyssa Wong again. I don't think is a great writer and doesn't set up things well. It almost feels like in a weird way that this girl ended up targeting Afro. She says everybody's a mark, and the girl yeah. even says it again. But how do you know? Oh, that's Afra who is on a mission for Domina Tag, who's doing this, that, and the other thing. Like the idea, she gets the stick, gets the info. And and the info wasn't, it wasn't like it was one of those bounty hunter discs that would give you all like, this is what you're going for, this is what you're doing. It seemed like the info stick would have just been directions and codes to get in, mm-hmm. and they just go. They just go there. And Afra does say, and it's a weird play, because you would have thought that this girl would have been long gone, but you see the ship go, and Afra says, just lucky, follow that ship. So they follow them. It's just you can't follow ships. They go to light it's speed. It's not good. And, so. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's it doesn't make sense. So when they get there, though, again, oh, I don't need the stick. That's never stopped me. Okay, so we didn't need that. They go in. Oh my god, they turn off the lights. The lights are off in a warehouse that's been abandoned for a long time. But yet, Afra says, "Well, when I steal things, I don't like you know. I like the lights on." All right, it's weird lines and then they just end up where you see yes these droids they have come to life Afra tries to get one out of this you know rack and there's tons of them and uh it it ends up powering up without cells because she wants to see i want to see if this has power cells and then they turn just lucky he might be just lucky nobody said that he's just smart he's like i'm gonna go ahead which you never would do in a case like this but he goes ahead and oh my god we got a problem and yeah, it looks like these death droids I mean, are going to attack him. I'm guessing that now, again, if I was Afra and you kind of got the lay of the land here and Afra knows droids, all that stuff, she's going to make sure that these death droids don't power up on their own and kill people. I would actually have said, and maybe this will come to be, but I would have said the dominant tag in that stick there. You better give me a deactivation code. There better be something. That we can at least try to deactivate them all at once. Let me know how to do that if it comes to that. Even if it's just one, 
you would want to be able to deactivate it. So maybe maybe that's on the side, but it doesn't look like they could possibly survive, right? I mean, where they are, you see these things coming out. They look like cockroaches. They're like coming out of the the walls and these yeah, racks. I don't I, think I, they could could survive. These things would blast them right away. From what we've seen from the scourge, but I hate these last five pages. I think it should have ended with the cliffhanger of her stealing the uh, stick and then started the next issue because it's it's just rushed and it's weird. I, I don't like it. That's the play. The idea that the stick, like, again, if you think about it in the story deal, it makes really not a lot of sense. Maybe people would argue because it's Afro, but there's a job at hand and it's a pretty dangerous job to just say, oh, let's go get drunk and dance tonight. That seemed odd, at least for what we've seen in this, you know, run of Afro. Maybe you could say it makes sense for others, but it still didn't feel right with what's going on. Then the stick being stolen to just follow him. And like you said, it's not even like it took them anything. They get to a cliff. Just Lucky shoots a line. They end up zipping over. Afra's easily, I mean, one panel. She just presses her hand against that panel and it turns yep. green and it opens. They end up, oh, man, the lights, they're off. I wonder what this is all about. Check droid. Oh, no, live. Boom. It, it's everything that's the major je- is really, really rushed. Uh but I like the art. And they kind of have Hoth outfits on snow, snow gear, yeah, I guess. Snow deal. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Dark droids. <laughs> Just think about, I want to stop at this bar real quick on this planet. Look at the, yeah. the logistics behind that. Getting down to the planet, parking. I don't know, finding your way around, leaving. Here, here's just me too. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I go out, like just say there's a deal. And you said to me, Hey, I need you. Like the, the most important thing in your life right now is the zip drive, right? You know, make I'd probably find like a, a locker, you know, put it in a, a safe. I'd, I'd like, back it up I'm on not cloud. taking that to the bar. <laughs> I'm not going to go like if this is my wife and like, OK, well, somehow it has like life or death circuit. I'm not taking that out to go get drunk. I'm no. putting it somewhere in my ship, you know, or I'm locking it up or I'm doing this or that or. As just lucky as leaving, you say, hey, well, whatever, I'm going to get pissed drunk. Here, take this in case I you know, lose it. But no, she has it in her pocket just to be grabbed. It's it just everything is just too, it's conveniently inconvenient at points, but then it just becomes something that doesn't matter. I mean, I could, I could hit the sound. Yeah, hit it. It, doesn't hit it. it doesn't. It doesn't matter because she just gets in there and those people are dead. Voila. Boom, boom, boom. But that's that. Maybe they should go get their ship, sell that ship, make some extra money. That's like a side hustle. That's what you could do. Yeah, because but, it's uh, theirs now because yeah, they're dead. Why so. not? It's there for the taking. Yeah. Uh, but what would you give it? <laughs> it's bad. I, I don't like it at all. I, really I don't know. Don't. I, I, I don't want to be super negative. I'm just going to give it a six. I can't. I mean, it's I'm bad. A five. Yeah, I am that... a five. It, it it shows me that if this is the first tie-in, it, we got a ton more, right? And boy, there's already no story. We got a problem. There's no story. We do. Yep. We have a big problem. But that's it. Way longer than I thought. We started getting, <laughs> you know, yelling and screaming about things. But that's that. The next hey, everybody, looks we cool. have. We have tons of uh, dark droids. Hopefully it gets better. Hopefully as it goes on, it gets better and better. I doubt it, but we'll see. We'll be cautiously optimistic. But thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining me, Matt. As always, 
We will get out of here. We'll be back next week. It looks like Bounty Hunters will be next up. We'll see. But that is that. Thanks, everybody, and we'll talk to you later. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.